Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What do you feel like went well for you guys on Saturday on the offensive end? No, I think it was good. I think uh, we had a lot of guys in good positions. Uh, we were moving without the ball. <coughs> I think we watched some film today. Um, and you just see um, the amount of times guys without the ball running behind the line. And, you know, that creates pockets um, in front of the defense, um, you know, and gives you space to to create. So I think overall, just everyone was on the same page and it was fun to play. And I'm sure it was fun to watch as well. Gotcha. And then um, your your goal, you got um, nominated for NLS goal of the week. Congrats on that nomination. Uh, what, what did you see on that play? Um, and just how, how did that feel, I guess, to get that goal? You know, sometimes when you get played in those um, pockets of space, it kind of, you know, there's a lot of guys around you. So more times than not, you know, I want to play the outside back and as I took the touch to my left um they shifted hard um and we had guys running and I I just thought can I get it back to my right foot and as I was able to do that um you know I I saw to go far post or near but um I'm always currently a far post and I wanted to change it up and um I just got good whip on it and good pace and uh you know hit the back of the net so it was good for me you know it was funny um Spoke to the coaches the day before, two days. Um, you know, I need to shoot more when I get around the box. You know, I, I have that good ability to shoot. Um, and, you know, a lot of times I want to pass and set up my teammates. But, um, you know, that game I had uh, three shots more than I had in the first uh, five games that I played. Awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll move on to Ethan and then we'll go to DJ next. Hey, Justin, I appreciate your time today. Um, I, I've got a question for you kind of as it relates to, I guess, the locker room and that atmosphere. Um, from what I, I can, I guess, conjure and tell on, I guess, the the RSL media page, you seem to be a pretty lighthearted, fun guy. Um, do you feel like at times it's your job to kind of keep the locker room that way, like lighthearted and fun? It's never going to change. It has to be that way. Um when it's too serious, uh, you know, guys are too tense <laughs> and it just, um, you know, it's too much focus on soccer. We have to be lighthearted. We have to, you know, enjoy each other's company. Um, but that comes when we put in the work and training. Um, so when we work hard and training every day, you know, we get to enjoy ourselves in the locker room. And this is one of the best locker rooms I've been a part of. Um, you know, I can say that truthfully. It's just every day coming to work is fun, you know. Um, Jay Glad, Bobby, Demir, Aaron, Brody, Tate, you know, 
bunch of characters we have on this team. <coughs> it's not just me. And, and when everyone just feeds off each other, it's, you know, it makes playing and training and coming to work every day uh, that much more fun. And I, I asked you at the beginning of this season, it was in a preseason game against UVU, just after the game I talked to you, and I asked you what your main reason for coming back to Real was this season. And you talked a lot about um, your role kind of coming off the bench and being um, a substitute in the game, making impact late. But as we've seen through the first couple of games this season, your role has kind of changed. Do you feel like that will kind of be your role going forward? And um, do you, I guess, kind of embrace that role as a starter? Uh, I mean, I got to score more goals to, to stay in this role. No, look, I've been a starter for majority of my career. Um, so it's not like this is a new role for me. Um, it was it was my role majority of my time in RSL. It was, but in, in that um, later stage of, of, of last season, we needed a little something different, and I provided that off the bench. And um, you know, I'm old enough and smart enough to know, hey, if I, if, if you play me for 20 minutes and I'm a score or get an assist, that's a good day's worth of work. Um, and that's just the way it was working then. Um, the team changed slightly this year and, um, you know, asked for different things from different players. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm still going to compete to be a starter. I don't ever want that um, fire in me to to go away and just be complacent with, um, you know, only want to come off the bench and that's my only role. I'm going to still push and fight and someone's going to have to take it away from me. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's what <coughs> Pablo probably expects from everybody. You know, he wants everyone to be hungry to be the starter. And um, But we're a good enough locker room and good enough teammates that we understand that, you know, we're going to support one another. And whether it's I'm starting or I'm coming off the bench, it's, you know, I'm going to give it all for, for the guy I'm coming in for, for the team. And that's why we're, we're, we've been successful these past few years uh, or this short time, you know, especially with Pablo. And then uh, just the last question for me, um, <laughs> obviously the team's been ravaged with, so many injuries, so many different players this year. Um, and, and you being kind of, a, I guess, a player that's a little older on the team, surrounded by um, a lot of younger guys, I'm, I'm just curious to know how, how it is that you have stayed so healthy throughout this beginning of the season and how you haven't fallen rest to injury. Uh, you know, knock on wood, um, you know, I think uh, – um, fortunate you know sometimes there's you know unlucky injuries that you know there's nothing anybody could do um but for majority of my career i've been pretty healthy um you know i just smart with it i understand how to take care of my body and what works for me um and uh i don't know everybody's different everybody works differently everybody trains differently so um you know it's a case-by-case situation um, but this old this old body still got some uh, some more miles on it, so we'll keep going. Hey, Justin, I'm curious. Uh, how do you have to attack differently in Yankee Stadium, given their you know wedging a, a soccer field into a baseball stadium? How does that change what you can do and what you need to do when you're attacking? <clears throat> That's a hard place to play, man. That field is really tight, really small. Um, you got to be really sharp, um, you know, with the ball. And it's got to be a, a lot of combination play, a lot of, um, you know, breaking the lines because um, there's not much space to play in behind. So you just always got to, you know, have options and guys got to be moving to get open. And 
but guys on the ball, we can't just stand and wait for it. You know, we always got to be moving into different spaces because it's a small field. It's very condensed and it's going to play quick. So, um, you know, and they're used to it and we're going to have to adjust. Okay. So when you're defending, how does it change? Kind of flip that on its head. Yeah, we're just going to stay, you know, compact for sure. Um, and if we're very disciplined and we stay organized, it's going to be hard for them, you know, to break us down because going over the top, um, there's not much space, when, you know, when, when teams play, you know, over you at Yankee Stadium. So I think we got to really, you know, force it wide and, and, you know, cut off the central passes. And I think that's where they're pretty good with playing in, playing out and, and combining around the box. So Bobby used a phrase uh, that is pretty popular, got to keep the zero, got to keep the zero. And in those first few games, there was a lot of that going on. There have been a few more games lately. When you when you watch film, what can the group do differently to uh, see if they put a zero here on the board? I just think it's little moments. I think overall, every game, um, you know, let's talk about the last three games. Um, you know, I feel like there should have been a win in Kansas City. Um, so a draw is good in Colorado and we should have won in Toronto, but, um, all these games, it's just little moments. And I, and I think that's, that's it right now. I think, um, the overall, um, you know, what you see from the game for 90 minutes, it, it's been very good and very disciplined. It's just a few moments. We just gotta, you know, be smarter in, in our decision-making or, um, just really understand what the game's asking in that moment. Um, but overall, um, it's going to happen. You can't, you know, can't keep zeros um, throughout the season. And, you know, we're going to get back to, you know, doing what we do best and, you know, going out there on the road and, you know, keep the zero first half. And that's the goal. And, you know, come in zero, zero or one, zero, a half. 